I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name, of course, is Sunny. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello. And, of course, we want to just thank you all for being here. You know, it's... I know we say it every time, yeah. but <laughs> I, I really have this genuine appreciation for the people that come here and listen to this podcast every week. And, you know, really from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much. I mean, it... Every time I go into our Discord server, which if you're not already in, you should definitely join, uh, either at the Discord server or if I go on the Twitter and I just see get you know like interactions with people, mm-hmm. I'm just really thankful for like the, you know, we're we're very small in the grand scheme of things. We're still um, very micro in an already micro community. Yeah, <laughs> but like just like having the platform that we have, I, I just. I feel very privileged and very thankful mm-hmm. to be able to sit here and talk and have, have people enjoy our opinions. So, but with that said, I wanted to, of course, thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So a huge thank you to, of course, Gem Accessories, ETB Games, Steel Fox Games, Millennium Threads. You can find links to all of those down below with various discount codes, etc. And, of course, you can also find affiliate links for Dragon Shield games as well as TCG Player. So if you just click those links before you shop, they help support the podcast at no extra cost to yourself. And, of course, the number one way that you can support the podcast is, of course, by going ahead and subscribing if you're not already, whether that be on YouTube or on Spotify, iTunes, etc., whatever platform you're listening on. And, of course, be sure to join our discord we want to have that connection with the community things like that and also we do have a patron if you really want you know that to go that extra mile and we you know through the patron we do an extra episode every week and Mm -hmm. it's a little bit more off the cuff it's more of you know if you enjoy our 
musings and ramblings and stuff. Yeah, that, that would do mid episode. It's just kind of thirty minutes. Thirty minute episodes are just that. Yeah, it's, it's like thirty to forty minutes, and it's just you know we've kind of we had we had this like kind of like almost like a formula that we did where we just kind of you know talked about each set release, and we got away from that recently. Yeah. So you know if you if you subscribe to the Patreon and you didn't like what we had before, you might like what we have now. But at the end of the day, we literally cannot do this podcast without some form of income because it's not free. No. So um, thank you to everyone who supports us. It truly means a lot. So let's go ahead and get on into the main topic of today's episode. So we, of course, are talking about Photon Hypernova, which I'm sure you saw from the thumbnail or, uh, well thumbnail or what's the title the title yes so photon hypernova is of course the newest set that releases on i believe the sneak peek is this weekend on the fourth and it releases on the 11th or the ninth the ninth in ots stores oh okay so if the sneak so that means that your local ots stores might have sneak peeks going on uh tomorrow or the day after tomorrow if you're listening to this on Friday, uh, February 3rd. Yes. So, yeah. Which is when this episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your OTS should have your, should have, well, it used to be called a sneak peek. Now I think it's called. Yeah. Per, uh, Set premiere? Per, yeah, the premiere event. Something, something like, like that. that, yeah. We're, we're used to calling them sneak peeks. Yeah, back, see, back in my day. Yeah, um, and for those who do not know what that is, um, basically you can go in and you spend... Literally back in my day. Yeah. Uh, you'd go in, you'd spend 20, 25, uh, I think it's 25. It used to be 20, now it's 2250. Yeah, 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 yeah. After, yeah. Uh, and then you get uh, five packs and the premiere card, which is an ultra rare of one of the secrets. Uh, I don't yes. know what it is for Photon Hypernova, um, oh, I don't know either at yeah. all. Like, pre- like previously, it's been uh, B Trooper Scout Buggy, um, Libromancer Geek Boy. Yeah, and then it's also been uh, in the... this one. Oh, you know what? It's Gold Pride Leon. I there believe. you go. Yeah, it's an ultra rare copy of the secret rare card Gold Pride Leon. It's the only way you can get it in that rarity, uh, and then you can open up your packs. And a lot of OTS is after that do a tournament where you can utilize those cards yes before they're even officially released and i think the official release is like a week or two later it's almost always the official release is so so the sneak peek or premiere event will be on say a saturday yeah and usually the worldwide release will be on the next saturday yeah but ots stores can sell it a couple of days early so the ots store will have it say on thursday yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you, so you get your opportunity to get the product on the sneak peek, and then after that, you're locked out until like Thursday or Friday, and then it comes out on Saturday. Yeah, I really do like the way that Konami does their pre-release events. I think that it really promotes you going to your local OTS store yeah. to get this product a little early. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. No. You know, because I remember when we went to the one where. Phoenix, uh, where uh, Destroyer Phoenix Enforcer was released. Yes, that was for Burst of Destiny. Yes, I pulled one out of my. Out, I went in. I went in once out of my five. One, out of one of my five packs had a Fe- Destroyer Phoenix Enforcer in there. It was great. Yeah, I think I don't really think that I've ever pulled great out of my packs. Like I, ever, I've done it exactly twice. The first time was 
I don't remember which set it was, but it was the one with Turbus from the Underworld. Yes. And I pulled one, and they were... Order of Chaos? Yeah, and they were pre-sale for like 80 bucks. Right. Because it was another... Co- it was uh, it was supposed to go with Tour Guide. I sold mine for like 70. Right. Next day, they went down to like 20, because people didn't realize it's not a good card. Yeah, I remember very vividly when that happened, and you're going to laugh at this. I remember where you were in the in the shop yeah when you both pulled it and sold it yeah it, it was like that because i read the i pulled it read it and went oh this card's awful yeah and then the guy next to me offered me 74 at cash and i was like sure yep yep and that guy still plays at locals yeah yeah so he, he's done I, I guarantee he's done forgotten oh i'm sure yeah yeah uh and then the second time was the destroyer phoenix enforcer yeah i I, I literally cannot point to a single time out of any pack as far as like a sneak peek or anything like that. I, I can't point to a single time that I've ever pulled anything good. There, there was the one where they released Hoot Cake, Medulce Hoot Cake. Abyss Rising. Yeah. I walked into that store, I pulled one, and I bought or, up. It might have been Return of the Duelist. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, return of the duelist. So I had pulled one who cake, and I went around the store. And well, just, was it the first Medulce set or the second? Third. Uh, who cake didn't? Uh, who cake was just kind of a random one of they threw in much later, and then even later they, is when Angeli came out. Okay, so who cake came out? Lord of the Tachyon Galaxy. Wow, you're right. Yeah. So I should have known you were right. You're the Medulce guy. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't remember what set it was off the top of my head, but I knew it was like the first set, which was like, which the only one. Return of the Duelist. That, yeah. the, the, the archetype was a lot like Girgia in that yeah. it premiered in Return of the Duelist, got a little bit of support later, yeah. and then got its best card that made it meta relevant in the same set as Dragon Roller, so it was useless. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then later we got Angela. Anyway, um, I so I opened, I pulled one, and I was sitting there kind of going around looking for other copies. Only one other one got pulled, and I bought and I uh, bought it off of them for like ten bucks. <coughs> wow, yeah, that's pretty good. So I so I literally walked out the store with every copy of Hookie that got pulled, and that's in that OTS. It was great. Yeah, I've never been able to just go to any go to like a sneak peek or anything and say I am building this deck. I will acquire all copies of cards needed for this deck today. And I've done it. I've I've also done that with Atum, but he was like 15. I thought he was 20. Uh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. He was 20. And the next day he went down to 15. Naturally. Like, literally the next day. And I, and I, but I got Hyra- Hyractic, Hyratic, Hyratic Dragon of Atum. A- Hyratic Dragon King Atum, I think. No, no, no. It was Hyratic Dragon of Atum. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was Sun, it was a uh, Hyratic Sun Dragon Overlord Heliopolis. <sighs> yes. And then he also uh, Heliopolis also got a retrain. No, Hyratic Dragon King of Atum. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was just of Atum. Nope. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I got uh, the two copies of him I needed. Yeah, I remember when Hyratic came out too in Galactic Overlord. Why do I have such vivid memories? Wow, of all these garbage. Because they built that deck. I well, yeah, I do very vividly remember playing a lot against that deck. So also in that set. For the nobody that's curious, <laughs> number eleven big eye, which was one hundred and twenty dollars at one time. Night beam, 
Night Beam, the ulti, which, ooh, ooh if anybody's Night Beam ulti, hit me up. Oh, Photon Strike Bouncer. I remember Fo that card being pretty good. Photon Strike Bouncer was, like, no lie, a pretty good card. Card Card D was a big one at that time. Yeah. Shark Drake Vice was good later. Number 25, Force Focus. Oh, I remember, I remember making that dude a lot. Yeah, because he was, like, the cheap version of Photon Strike Bouncer. Yeah. Well, Photon Strike Bouncer was also pretty cheap. Uh, I think No, he was a cheap version of uh, Big Eye. No, Force Focus is in rank six. Oh, I don't know why I thought he was rank seven. But he's also easily makeable in Hieratics, which is why I made him a bunch. Yeah, because rank six. Oh, Gaia Dragon the Thunder Charger. I remember when he was like 20 bucks. Yeah, I I got, I, hey, I, I got both my copies for five apiece because that that's what they were at at the time. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, there, there was just a, a ton of, like, I don't, I'm not going to say good cards that came out of this set. A lot of sleeper. Oh, uh, Photon Papal Operative. Yeah, Photon Papal Operative was an amazing utility toolbox card. Mm -hmm. That was one of the best rank fours that really released like early on. I I mean, anyway, Photon Hypernova. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I wasn't got, trying to cut you off, but like, we have gotten way off track uh, here. To be fair, we went from one Photon set to a different Photon set. That is fair. That is very fair. Yeah. Anyway, so so to begin with, we're going to talk about some of the world premiere cards that aren't attached to like the new a new archetype. Correct. So these are just like like some some imports, but also world premieres. So yeah. let's start off with Gravekeeper's Inscription. Yes. So at the start of your main phase one, apply one of the following effects until the end of your opponent's turn. And this is yeah a normal spell card. Neither player can activate card effects in the graveyard, neither player can banish cards from the graveyard, or neither player can special summon monsters from the graveyards. So, literally, you activate this thing and you can apply one of the effects of Necro Valley. One of the, one of the things that Necro Valley stops. Yes, which is hilarious. Yeah, until end of your opponent's turn. So, so when it comes back to your turn... Yes. And it's at the start of main phase one. So, that also means... Isn't there like a very common run spell that's like at the beginning of main phase one? Like one of the pots, isn't it? In Edison format, there's Cold Wave. No, I mean like now, isn't there like one of the pots that are do that too? Um, Pot of Extravagance actually might be like that. Of Extravagance. I'm pretty sure Pot of Extravagance is actually at the start of your main at phase the start one. of your main phase one, so you can't activate both of these in the same turn. That's kind of hilarious. I did not realize that. Yeah. All right. Well then. Next we have uh, Mina, you know, Mina Ruka. Mina Ruka. Yeah, Mina Ruka. It's a common level four water fish effect monster. Fifteen hundred attack, five hundred defense. When a water monster's effect is activated, quick effect. You can splash summon this card from your hand. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you can banish a face up fish, sea serpent, or aqua monster you control. Then target a face up card on the field. Negate its effects until the end of your opponent's turn. Oh. This is for uh Goaty. I mean, I would just say it's for any level four water archetype. Yeah, but I mean particular attribute deck. But I mean particularly the banishing effect, because then you can get one of your Goaties banished. Oh, it was banished, so it gets this effect off. Yes, it is also rather has utility in Goaty. Yeah, which is but funny. I would really say it's more of like a It's just a generic level four water support. Really. Right. So like Umi control can utilize it. Yes. All right. Next, we have Orphabull, the Harmonious Bullfighter Bard. This is an this is an ultra rare. 
A level 8 light beast warrior effect monster, 3000 attack, 2400 defense. Cannot be normal summoned or set. Must be special summoned from your hand by banishing two light and two dark monsters from your hand and or graveyard except this card. If summoned this way, this card gains 1000 attack for each monster banished from your hand for its summon and can attack monsters a number of times each battle phase up to the number of monsters banished from the graveyard for its summon. If this card destroys an opponent's monster for a battle, after damage calc, you can banish that opponent's monster. Wait, no, no, no. It's banished two light and two dark. You're banishing four cards, two, four monsters for this thing. Right, so he becomes 7,000. Well, he... It depends on how many... It depends on where you banish. If you banish two from hand, two from graveyard, it's... it's 5,000 can attack twice. Gotcha. Or you can banish one from hand, three from grave... And it's 4,000 can attack thrice. Uh, right. All right. Next. Uh, next up, we have Diablo. Diab Diabolantis. Yeah, Diabolantis. Diabolantis. The Menacing Mantis. Wow. What a weird name. Level it's eight. like Diablo and Atlantis had like combined. But also, yeah, but, but also Mantis. D. Diablo Antis, the menacing mantis. Diablo Antis. Level 8 Dark Insect Synchro Effect. Monster, 2500 attack, 2200 defense. Materials, one tuner plus one or more non tuners. Completely generic. Yes. If this card is synchro summoned, you can send insect and or plant monsters from your deck to the graveyard up to the number of non tuners used for this synchro summon. If you control the synchro summon card, you can target an insect or plant monster you control. Treat it as a tuner until the end of the turn. You can only use each effect once per turn. So, yeah. yeah, this is really good in, like, plant synchro. A generic level 8? What's that? That's never been abused before, right? To be fair, this is only abusable in a insect insect slash plant deck. But abusable is abusable. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah no. Like, this thing, they're going to have to be very careful with how they produce insect and plant-based fusion decks from now on. Especially, synchro, you mean? Yeah, synchro. Ex particularly, if they can, ex particularly if they synchro level 8 a lot. Because then this thing just kind of becomes a major component in the deck. Potentially, yeah. Unless it's one of those archetypes that say, if you activate this fate, you can only special summon an archetype from now on. Yeah. Next, we have Xyz Align. This is a common quick play spell card. Declare a level from 1 to 12, then target two face-up monsters on the field, including one monster you control. They become the declared level until the end of this turn. Also, for the rest of this turn after this card resolves, you cannot special summon monsters from the extra deck except monsters with the same type as the targeted monster. You can only activate Xyz Align once per turn. Interesting. Okay, so... Funnily enough, since it's a quick play spell, you can if, you don't, if your deck does not care about its levels... You can just flip this, declare one, target them both, target one of your opponent's monsters, and now they can't exceed summon with it. Yeah, that would do the job. Oh, yeah. Um, but then you're also locked out of exceed summoning anything that isn't, unless it's one of the two types. To be fair, right now, that stops... Actually, that... No, never mind, it doesn't really... But to say, that actually might stop some of the uh, upcoming decks that are like going to be really powerful in like, tier one. And then I thought about it, I was like, no, not really. Because, like, one of the, the number one archetype, which we'll talk about later, is all psychic. So, yes. Except they also have one warrior and one machine. So, if you target the warrior who does level modulate himself to seven, they're locked out of Xyz summoning anything that isn't a warrior. Okay. But usually by then, they've already gone into the thing you don't want them to make. Right. 
Next, we have Made to Order Mermaid Outfit Outfitter. Uh, I love that. I love the name of that card. It's a great name. Yup. Uh, it is a normal spell card. Super rare. Target a card in your opponent's graveyard. Banish it. Then if you do, you can add one card from your deck to your hand with the same name as the banished card. You can only activate one copy of this card per turn. That's pretty nutty. In in. It, it, depending upon what you banish if it's like a mirror match it's like the perfect card because then if your opponent goes full combo you can break their board and then I don't I didn't have my combo starter grab it banish it out of the graveyard and grab it exactly or you can use it to grab a hand trap that your opponent's already utilized to help cushion yourself right so we also got the entirety of the gold pride archetype which we're going to talk about that in a minute yeah all kind of together and your imports are Casamolar, Queen Butterfly, Danaeus, Quardan, uh, the Clear Sighted, Pharaonic Advent, Apophis, the Swamp Deity, Green Ninja, and uh, Humongous Hive, Hegemon, Zex Stagger. Neat. Um, by the way, the Cardin, the Clear Sighted, Pharaonic Advent, and Apophis, the Swamp Deity are all just kind of, hey, search for any continuous trap card. I wish I was joking. Just search a floodgate. That's always rough. Yep. Good thing that they're like borderline unplayable. Yes. Outside of exactly that one thing. All right. So now let's talk about the gold pride. Uh, so to begin, we have uh, gold pride Leon, who is a dude on a cyber horse. Really cool looking. Uh, level three wind warrior tuner effect. It's synchro deck. Interesting. 1,500 attack, 1,200 defense. If your life points are lower than your opponent's, you can special on this card from your hand. If this card is normal or special, you can target a non-warrior gold prime monster in your graveyard, special summon in defense position. Also, you cannot special monster from the extra deck for the rest of this turn, except gold prime monsters. Exactly what I was talking about before. Yes. Archetype locks. During your opponent's main phase, you can quick effect Amelia's effect resolve, synchro summon a synchro monster using only gold prime monsters you control. You can only use each effect of gold prime Leon once per turn so it seems like this archetype is just really hard xeno locking you yeah they they really don't want to play nice with others yeah uh next card you got it yep next card is gold pride nitro head level eight fire pyro effect monster with 2300 attack and 2600 defense if your life points are lower than your opponents you can special summon this card from your hand during your opponent's standby phase, you can special summon one Nitro token, Pyro Fire Level Eight Zero Attack Zero Defense, to your opponent's side of the to your opponent's field, but it cannot be used as link material. During your opponent's main phase, quick effect, you can target one, you can target one Nitro token on the field, destroy that token. Also, destroy all cards in its adjacent monster zones and spell and trap zones. You can only use each effect of Gold Pride Nitro Heat once per turn. That's interesting, particularly because you stick it in the middle, and it basically blocks out your opponent's, uh, like their uh, second and fourth monster zone and the spell and spell trap zone right behind it. Yeah, they can't put anything in those zones. So they just go cool, quick effect, pop the token, and then all their zones are useless. Yep, and as a level eight, it's really hard to use it as synchro material. And even if you do, they still force you to make. And uh, probably not a good synchro. Probably not. All right, next one's all you. Yep, uh, Gold Pride Captain Carry, level three water fiend effect monster. 
I love her artwork. She is a pirate. Um, 900 attack, 1700 defense. If your life points are less than your opponent, you can splash summon this card from your hand. If this card is normal or special, you can add a gold pride trap card from your deck to your hand. If this card is sent from to the graveyard, you can target a gold pride monster you control as special from the extra deck, banish up to three gold pride cards from your graveyard, and it gains 500 attack for each card banished this way. So if she gets into the graveyard, you can just bump one of your dudes by 1500, up to 1500. Yes. Permanently. It's permanent. Interesting. So let's see how big the actual Gold Pride Synchros get. Next one's you, mate. All right. Next next we have Gold Pride Star Leon. Level 6 Light Thunder Synchro Effect Monster. 2,000 attack, 2,000 defense. Materials, one tuner and one or more non-tuner monsters. During the main phase, quick effect, you can target one face-up monster your opponent controls. This card gains attack equal to that target's original attack. Then, if your life points are lower than your opponent's, you can destroy that monster. You can only use the previous effect of Gold Pride Star Leon once per turn. Once per turn during the end phase, if the previous effect was activated this turn, return this card to the extra deck, and if you do special summon one Gold Pride Leon from your deck or graveyard. Okay, so at the moment you can only make the you can really eliminate this card by utilizing Gold Pride Leon and Gold Pride Captain Carry in the artwork. Is Gold Pride Leon wearing his mech horse like armor? Amazing. And like and like looks like he's like swooped in and saved the pirate lady. I respect that. Oh, and then it's him disengaging the armor at the end phase. Oh, that makes sense. Which is why it brings him back out. If you activate that effect. Okay, uh, next up we have Gold Pride Nitro Blaster, who's just some fiery dude. Uh, Link to Dark Pyro. Really cool. You don't see Dark Pyro very often. You don't see, any, you don't see anything that isn't Pyro Fire very often. Right, right. Uh, Link Effect Monster, 2300 attack. Links are top and bottom. Uh, materials, two Gold Pride monsters with different levels. So you can either... Okay, you can use the Synchro plus anything... Uh, Nitro Head plus anything, and then or one of the tuners and not the one of the level threes and not the other one. Interesting. So any two Gold Pride monsters because they're all different levels. No, 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 no. Because the tuner and the non-tuner, the Leon and the Pirate Lady are the sure. same level. Oh, okay, I got you. So you can't use you can't use him and the pirate. You can't use Leon and the Pirate Lady. Um, effect: You can target one monster your opponent controls, destroy it, and if you and if your opponents, if your life points are lower than your opponents, you can destroy all cards in adjacent spell and trap zones. So if your opponent's kind of clustered up all the cards, you can just pop one in the middle and get rid of everything. Hmm. Splash damage, yo. Um, you can only use this effect of this card once per turn during the once per turn during the end phase. If this effect was activated, return to the deck and then special summon Nitro Head from your deck or graveyard. All right. Next we have Gold Pride. The crowd goes wild with an exclamation point. Yes. Normal spell card. Reveal one Gold Pride monster in your hand. Add Gold Pride monster with a different name from your deck to your hand. Then you can apply the following effect. Special summon one Gold Pride monster from your hand, but lose life points equal to its original attack. You can only activate one Gold Pride. The crowd goes wild per turn. So you can like reveal. So you activate reveal, and then special summon take damage and then it'll let you just special summon the rest of my your hand if you have any more in your hands that's cool yep for sure uh lastly we have the trap card gold pride start your engines i love the little exclamation points on the end yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> normal trap if your opponent normal or special summons a monster <clears throat> oh excuse me 
Target one of those monsters. Reveal three gold pride monsters from your deck. Your opponent randomly picks one for you to special summon. Shuffle the rest back into your deck. Then destroy the targeted monster. So, it's... What's that one card where you reveal three cards out of your deck? Your opponent picks one, you get to your hand. The other goes to graveyard. Ah, there's a similar color card, painful choice. That's it. That's five. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's kind. It's almost painful choice. Yes, it is almost painful choice. But the other two, yeah, the other two go back in the deck, and either no matter what your opponent your your opponent's losing their monster. So that that's kind of cool. I kind of dig it. Yep. Overall, this archetype's cool, but it's I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's good. Yeah, I think that the. It's one of those things where like it has potential here and there and under the right circumstances, but I don't know that I would call it good. No, but the biggest issue is that there's not enough to even make a full deck, and it, ze- and it hard the deck hard Xeno locks you. Right, right. Like there's one synchro, so your extra deck is going to be three cards, and you can't make any other synchro monster pretty much. Today's episode is brought to you by Gem Accessories. Gem Accessories is one of the leading accessory manufacturers within the trading card game space. Known for their deck boxes, Gem also has an amazing lineup of binders, backpacks, and more. Some of our personal favorites include the new KLRZ Icons deck boxes, the Secrets binder, and the Jaguar and Puma backpacks. But don't just take it from us, check out some of these reviews on screen. For all these amazing products and more, be sure to check out Gem Accessories using the link in the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Again, the description down below or on Twitter at xgemaccessories. Alrighty, so the next thing we're going to talk about is the Photon Hypernova full set spoiler. So we're not going to go through and read all of the cards individually. Now, I mean, we should... I would say we should probably just read off the Starlights at least. Oh, for sure. I just, just like five. Yeah, the Starlights are that thing that like you go to the store and you see that thing on the shelf and you're like, Ooh, I want that, you know, $800 pair of shoes. And you look down and you're like, yeah, but these shoes do the job. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the Starlight Rares here for Photon Hypernova are Grand Gun... Grand Gugnal, the Dusk Dragon, Kashach, uh, is it Kashachri Kashtira? It's Kashtira. Kashtira, Arise Heart, Tri Brigade Arms, Bucephalus the Second, Gold Pride, Captain Carry, and Mirror Jade, the Ice Blade Dragon. Ooh, Mirror Jade as a, as the uh, Starlight reprint. Interesting. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible Starlight in my opinion. Yeah, there there could have been better better starlights here, but it is what it is. Big welcome labyrinth, make it a starlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, your secret rares. So we'll circle back around on some of those starlights. Your secret rares are Gravekeeper's Inscription, Galaxy Photon Dragon, Gigantic Champion Sargus, Kashira uh, Arise Heart. What is that word? Kashtiria, uh, oh, Kashtira Theosis. That. Kashtira Theosis. It's Kashtira and Apotheosis. Oh, I was thinking, like, fear of. No, 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 no. That's uh, phobia. Ah. Yeah, no, no. They, they mean Kashtira and Apotheosis, which is, the, which is what they call the event where you ascend into godhood. Okay. It's Apotheosis. 
Well, after that, we have the Pressured Planet Wraithsoth. 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 That's that's, uh, their whatever uh, primeval planet Paralino. It's their field spell. Right. Then Triple Tactic Thrusting, Waybridge, Gold Pride Leon, and Gold Pride the Crowd goes wild. That's so weird. I don't love the choice of making two gold pride monsters seeker rares. Also, three of the three of the more important uh, of the most of the more important uh, Kashtira cards are secrets. Yeah, and, yeah. And hey, look, talents 2.0. Well, sort of, <laughs> sort it, of. It, it does something completely different. I only call it talents 2.0 because it's triple tactics T. Yes, triple T 2.0. Yeah. All right, so the secret rares are... Well, we just read all the secrets. It'd be ultras next. The secret rares are pretty decent overall. That's what I mean. Like, I was going to go in depth a little bit more on them. Okay. So, Caleb, poor Caleb. He's, like, trying to keep this thing on the rails. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, tired from a full day at work. Oh, no, no, I understand. very, very late. Mm -hmm. So, Caleb's trying to keep me on track. Thank you for that. Yep. So, the secret rares are pretty solid overall, I would say. I think that you're going to get a lot more value out of this set of secret rares than you would have other ones yeah. in sets past. So, for example, you know, if you're going to your your uh, your sneak peek, your premiere event, I would say if you pull gold pride cards to dump them and run, and if you pull like triple tactic thrusting, maybe hold on to it a little bit, see what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, before deciding. Uh, Yes, you're going. Yeah, you're going to regret. Like, let's say it just plummets immediately after because people decide it's not a good card for whatever reason. They're not going to decide that, but anyway, you know what I mean. Um, or it's just like the most, or it's like every box has like two of these as secrets for whatever. You know what I mean? It gets printed up. Yeah, it's rear a crazy end. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to regret not of offloading it when it was at its peak at during the sneak peek. But to be fair, you only went in like twenty five bucks to get it. True. I think that even if the card goes down, you're not going to regret getting rid of it because I don't see this card going ever below $50 without same. reprints. Same, 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 same. Oh, yeah, no. I'd be shocked. Yes. If it, if it, even if it drops to $49.99, I'd be shocked. I would agree. Also, I would say that the, okay, so you're looking at three Kshatri or Kashtira secret rares. Yeah. Essentially, right? Arise Heart, uh, Kashtira Theosis, and. Yeah pressured planet race off so and, and yes i know we just talked about them but mainly you talked about them keeping things on the rails yeah i don't know why i got a burst of energy all of a sudden yeah i didn't talk about them too too much outside of it's kind of ridiculous that there's three of them that are secrets to be fair Which it is but yeah to be fair the Kashtira theosis isn't used in the builds i've seen Okay, so you know a lot more about the Kashtira deck than that. Yeah, yeah, I, I did a little bit more. I did a little bit of research before coming here. Uh, I didn't see any builds that were specifically running it. Mm-hmm. The ones that are normally run are like Arise Heart. I know they run that. Yeah, they run like one or two Arise Hearts. Okay, there are a couple of builds that saw three, uh-huh. but they only ever y- utilize one, maybe two in a grind game. Okay, um, and then they also run uh, three copies of. I keep wanting to say Shangri-La because that's the name of the actual location that it's based off of. I think that I thought that was actually called Shangri-La. It's Shangri-Era. 
in the T is this TCG Weird. name? Yeah, because it's because in the OCG is Kasatri Law Shangri Law. Oh, I see. I see. But here it's it's Kasatri Shangri Era, Shangri Era, and it's based off of Shangri Law, which right. is the I want to say the Hindu afterlife, if I remember correctly. That sounds that tracks. It sounds right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then they also of course run three copies of the planet because it's literally just activate Wraith Soth, grab the grab one of your Kshatris, and then it just right. sits there not doing anything. So Galaxy Photon Dragon, you should get rid of. Definitely. Also, Gigantic Champion Sargus. Champion. Is this card good? I don't remember. I remember us reading it out, but I don't remember if it's actually any good. I am looking it up. So, as far as pre-sales go, it is... Uh, mm, I'm going to say fair. It's like 15 on pre-sale. It's two level eights, and once per turn, you can also summon it using a Spriggan's Xyz. And then while it has material, you can add one Spriggan's or Therian card from your deck to your hand. So it's like a Therian combo piece Xyz yeah, monster. It, it, it's it's it, it's kind of a, it's the bridge between uh, Spriggan's and Therian's. Right, exactly. Oh yeah, you can search King and then summon King, equip one of your Spriggan's. Yeah, yeah, and also it allows you to um you can detach one no if materials attach from a monster on the field except during the damage step yeah target one car on the field destroy it or return it to the hand yeah i mean it represents interruption i mean it just it's pretty solid yeah um and it's a generic rank eight so i would almost say hold on to a copy yeah if you pick one up for fairly cheap um, because that might be utilized if there's ever a situation where there's a lot of rank eight toolboxy decks going around. Yeah, for sure. Because then it presents it presents an issue. It presents a threat to your opponent. Your opponent has to out it before they make an exceeds and then detach for the exceeds effect. Right. Yeah, let's look at the effect off, but then they're going to lose something on their board. Mm -hmm. either returning to being it being bounced back to the hand in the case of like maybe an extra deck monster or just getting popped or bouncing back something that can't be destroyed for whatever reason. And Gravekeeper's Inscription is currently a $25 card. I see that. This is pre-sale prices. Yeah, I yeah. see that going up actually closer to like 40 I And then I would sell. I, I actually see it kind of going down a little bit. Most a, things do. I could see yeah, that. Uh, but I, here's what I think is going to happen. It's going to kind of go down to about 20 from 25 to 20 it's gonna ride there for about a week to three one to three weeks so and then someone's okay. going to do well at a tournament running three copies of this and it's just going to go whoop <laughs> it's just gonna become a brick wall on that on that scale on that i mean it could graph. do what triple tactics talent did and you know nadir servant and forbidden droplet uh, those cards sat at 55 or 60 for months. Yeah, before and then finally just spiked just, to 100 and 120. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all it takes is one meta where it's incredibly relevant because the tier one decks are killed by it, and then all the other decks just aren't affected by it at all. Right, exactly. So, you could be looking at, like, realistically, at some point, maybe that card might be worth 60 bucks, but I really think it's more like a $20 card. So, yeah. for now. Yep. Next, we have the ultra rares. I'm just going to rattle them off and kind of go through them after, like we did with the secrets. Is that cool? 
Uh, give me one second. I'm looking up Wraithsoth real quick. Uh, okay. Because I know it does something else besides just search for a Kashtira card. Uh, when this card is activated, add a Kashtira monster from your deck to your hand. Monsters you control gain 100 attack and defense for each attribute among monsters on the field. If Kashtira Shing... Uh, Shan Shangri-Era, the Xyz, you control activates its effect, except in the damage tab. You can target one card on the field, destroy it. So it adds a popping effect to the non-once per turn. I'm going to block off one of your zones. Oh. That, that's pretty solid. You can only use this effect once per turn. It's only once. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So, so the field spell is also pretty good. All right. So your ultra rares are Kashtira Riseheart, Tier Limits Kashtira, Beargram, the Shelled Emperor of the Forest Crown. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Grangunal, uh, the Dust Dragon. Uh, Rindbrum, the Striking Dragon. Ice Jade. Geimer. Geimer Azurine. Chaos Archfiend, number C62, Neo Galaxy Prime Photon. Neo Galaxy Eyes Prime Photon Dragon. Holy moly. Yeah. Uh, Leviathan, Generator Boss of Shadows. Triva Karma, Big Welcome Lymerth, Orpha Bull, the Harmonious Bullfighter Bard, Gold Pride Captain Charlie, and Gold Pride Star Leon. All right, so it's two more of the of the Kashtira cards that are ultras, both of which are run at three usually. So uh, Rise Heart is their version of uh of uh I'm trying to remember what the. You're thinking Rhino Heart? Yeah, it's it's their Rhino Heart, their okay. main decked uh, starter. So it's level four, and it, it's the normal summon, right? If they bother with it, it can, right. if you control a Kishira monster, you can special summon it. Also, if you control a Kishira monster, its level becomes seven. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's no bueno. Um, but yeah, like I said, it being. Sid being an ultra isn't very surprising. Um, to be fair, I think that's all the new Kashtira stuff. No, 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 no. There's also Birth in here as a super as well. That's also run. Yeah, there's some other smaller stuff here and there, but yeah. that's kind of the big names. So the card I'm kind of most excited for out of these, honestly, is Big Welcome Labyrinth. Oh, definitely. It, it is the glue that Labyrinth really needed because now it allows for some really wacky plays um, so like one of the things that, that Labyrinth can do now with Big Welcome Labyrinth is like activate different dimension ground during your opponent's turn, then during the end phase, just just sitting there firing off a bunch of traps, getting effects, and just set a new one. Yeah, sounds that sounds about right. It's it's wild. <laughs> I I'm interested to see what happens with Tier Limits Kashira because. Gosh. I don't know, man. That deck's been doing a lot in the OCG. Oh, yeah, no, no. It, I think uh, Kashtira is going to be the next big deck. Parsh it's going to give Tier Limit a run for its money, as it's built now. Um, I don't really know how, Kish how Kashtira Tier Limit works, because one of your major key components in uh, Kashtira locks you in the XC summoning. Right, right. And then I think there's a tier limit card that fusion locks you. I think. I could be entirely wrong. I genuinely do not know off the top of my head. Yeah, but because uh, I've never seen a tier limit deck do anything but fusion summon. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I do. All right, want to do some supers? Uh, sure, we can. All right. Uh, the supers are all pretty bad. Nah, I feel like that we can just say that. Yeah, hold on. Let me. Uh, Chaos Witch has some has ha, has some possibility. Oh, new Tri Tri Brigade Arms Bucephalus the second is actually a super rare when it's not busy being a starlight. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's a new uh sea monster, Sneaky Sea. Sure. Is that supposed to be like a play on something? Uh, the cockroach like Maxi Contaxi Sneaky Sea. Okay. Dude, uh, mer made to order mermaid outfit outfitter. You should is a pick super. up three of this card for sure, hundred percent. Oh, definitely. This should be the number one card on your list of cards to get. Oh yeah, and because of the super, uh, they're probably fairly cheap. They're probably going to end up being fairly cheap at first. One would think. What What are they pre-selling for right now? Oh well, I mean, I'm sure that like they they aren't pre-selling for like a lot of money, but like, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just I, saying, like, it I would can, be, I can, you know, I can see this card very quickly becoming like a thirty dollars super easily. I also could see that being the case. That is not the case right as of right now. What are they like? Five bucks? A dollar fifty? Okay, yeah. So like, if you find them, pick them up. It's a really good card. Yeah, I think I would have them just for the sake of having them. Similar, like small when, world. Well, I was gonna say similar to Tribergate Kit. You know, Kit uh, was like, I don't know, it was like a, a buck, yeah, a buck, it was like 50. a buck, buck and a half, and then everything got reprinted for Tribergate except for except Kit. For and, Kit, and Kit became like all of a sudden like a, I want to say like a, what was it like a twelve dollar card? Yeah, yeah. At its peak, I believe it was twelve. At a stretch. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, like I could very easily see this card getting really expensive, particular again, particularly if like a lot of, particularly if we continue in a tier zero format where it's just mirror match after mirror match after mirror match. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. And commons are commons, right? They're like bulky cards that are just going to end up uh, sitting in some box somewhere. Yeah, there's like one or two that I look at that, that in here that are like, oh, they're pretty good. Um, So like, but for the most part, the commons. Uh, there is Kashtira uh, Big Bang, which is run in full power... Uh, Kashtira. Okay. They, they, run one, they run one copy of it. Let, let's transition a little bit. <clears throat> so, can you, what can you tell me? Let's pretend that I was just a listener that, you know, knows that people are talking about Kashtira and Tear Lament and stuff like that, but doesn't particularly know the nuance of it. What would okay. you say to somebody like that? Oh, about, about Kashtira? Just kind of like. The way things are going right now in general. Okay, so at the moment, with as far as Yu-Gi-Oh! is concerned anyway, it's we are in a Tier 0 format. We're about to shift. And the thing is that the Tier 0 deck at this point hasn't been hit yet. And it's about to get more, basically more support indirectly. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's one way to say it. But then kashtira is going to give it a run for its money so it's going to be a case of a tier zero format ending not because the tier zero deck got hit because another deck came out that's just as powerful as it yeah but i think i don't know i you also have to think about like the splash ability i, I don't know yeah okay so now as far as actually kashtira is concerned i actually did a little bit of research about this beforehand one of the funny things that they can do is that they can special summon bear statue of the storm winds yeah, walk me through this again because you did. You walked me through it before the podcast. Walk me through it again. So basically, um, so they're a so Kesh Tira is a rank seven toolbox deck. That is their shit. They just pump out 
rank seven exceeds over and over and over and over. Sure. So one of the things that they'll do, one of the most, one of the most common openers is summoning Unicorn or Fenrir, effect to grab the other one, and then summoning that one. It's effect to grab uh, a card called Papias. I have notes. If they activate Papias, it grabs another one of their monsters, but then it locks them into only Ixie summoning for the rest of the turn. Hmm. There's a rank seven monster called Raid Raptor Arsenal Falcon. It is a it is it is just a generic rank seven made with two level seven monsters. Detach one, special on level four, wind winged beast from your deck. Okay. That's it. Detach one, boom, they have a barrier statue. Hmm. Now, the most common thing, and then of course they'll also use the most common card they'll go for their end board is a Shangri Era and an Arise Heart. Okay. With the continuous spell Birth on the back. Uh, so Birth is whenever your opponent activates a spell card, you target three cards in their graveyard and then banish them. That's once per turn. Okay. Shangri Era is uh, when a car when an opponent's card is banished face down, you target a zone that is empty. One of your opponent's spells, monster spell spell trap zones that they don't have anything in it. It's locked. They can't use it. Right. As long as Shangri-Era is on the field. If you were to destroy, attempt to destroy Shangri-Era, they can just attach one and it's not. And then Arise Heart is just, while it's sitting there, it's a 3k Macrocosmos. Wow. It's a Macrocosmos with a 3k body. And uh, whenever a card is uh, banished, face, yeah, uh, no, no, once per chain, you can target a banished card and then attach it to Arise Heart as Xyz material, and then you can uh, target. Then you can detach three, target uh, target a card on the field, and banish it face down. Which then triggers Shangri Era, blocking another zone. Wow. So what the so you normally by the end of their turn they've triggered that that field zone lock effect three times, locking out three of your monster zones. So you ha- so you have two monster zones to work with. Including the extra monster zone, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have technically three, technically. Um, but a lot of decks just cannot function under two mi- main monster zones. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not a lot to go on. It's really not. Um, now here, now here's some funny anti plays I've noticed. Uh, you could, if you're, if you just happen to pull one Arise Heart, you can just run that in your extra deck, and then if you come against this exact situation. You do what you can to force your opponent to activate the Shangri the Shangri Era again, right during your turn. Okay. And then you mind control or change a heart, steal it. Oh. And yeah. then you just slap your own uh your own uh Shangri or- yeah, your own Arise Heart right on top of it. Oh, because that's funny. Arise Heart's effect specifically states that if a Kasatri Shangri Era has activated its effect this turn, you can exceed summon this card using any. Uh, 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 Kshatri car monster you control. Okay. So you just slap it on. Another thing you could very well do is if you have two two monster zones, normal summon, swing into it, main phase two, steal it, Zeus. Caleb, listeners, I love you. I think I'm done tonight. Fair enough. You you were like halfway falling asleep during my explanation. Yeah, Um, I, I, it's nothing, it's nothing personal. 
and the people that watch YouTube are going to be chuckling as there's there are moments that I doze. Yeah, in yeah. This episode. Yeah, during my little ex, little spiel. About and what it's I, not what that I'm disinterested. I'm not. I. Yeah. I, it's just it's I had so okay so we're we've had pretty bad weather where we live. Yeah. So it's a lot of extra work for you because you're a UPS driver. Right. So I work outside all day. So I'm in bad weather all day. And then you get home, and then the rain's putting you to sleep because it's yeah. currently raining. We it's, can hear it like right out there. Yeah, like so. Directly behind me is a not very thick window, and you just you hear rain. And I've mm-hmm. been working all day, and it's after midnight. We're recording, and yeah, nah, that's cool, oh. man. It happens. So I think what we're gonna do is, I think we're gonna call it here. I, I will say real quick, that's all I figured out after about like, I'd say thirty minutes of just kind of watching videos on the deck. Yeah. There's so, a lot more to it that I haven't figured out yet, but it's really here's what we're going to do. We're not going to let this go to waste, though. What we'll do is we'll take next episode and we will try to give a little bit more explanation into the decks that are going to be popular in the upcoming format. Okay. So what I'd like to do is for the next episode, and we'll, we'll plan this now, we'll give a little bit of an in-depth explanation on... Maybe Castira, Castira Tier Lament. Tier Lament itself. Right. I'm thinking Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And I would really, really, really love to do the um, the very cool Gabriel based, Nets. Base 3, base 3.0. Yes. I, li- I would like to call it a ritual base because it uses a lot of rituals. I think the deck's kind of like a, a leap. So I think yeah. I want to call it base jumping. Maybe yeah, like either base jump or like blink or like based uh based ritual because the previous one could be base synchro. Okay, you said on accident, but I kind of like you said blink. Hmm. You said blink on accident a second ago, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. I meant to say base. I was like blink. I was like, why did I say blink? But blink could be good. Yeah. Well, I mean that'd be for like if they do like a base deck, but it's link monster, so then it's just blink. Maybe. So it'd be like Blink Rose and Blitchwool and Blitchuals. Blitchuals. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then Blinks. But of course. but no, nah, a based I'd say base ritual. Previous version of this deck was like based synchro. Yes, it was more of like a base synchro. This is more of based ritual link climb thingy. Yeah, it's like they utilize Libromancers, Makonko, the Adventure Engine, the Adventure Engine, the Magician Souls stuff. Yeah, where where they run three Illusion and Chaos, one Souls, because they can use the Illusion and Chaos because it's a ritual monster. Dude, that's so funny to me. That's so sick. And I they, and they anyway, run like we're, 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 we want to talk about that deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I want to talk about that deck, and I I look forward to it because. It's been a long time since we've done like meta content and mm-hmm. discuss things about like the well the meta itself. I mean, to be fair, we've been in a tier zero format for a long time, so. And also, it's kind of been the off season where it's like it's the holiday yeah, season. Yeah, not a lot of tournaments are going on. Right, exactly. So you know, we're getting kind of back in the swing of things, getting ready, getting you know, getting going. So. Of course, before we close off the episode, we want to take just a moment to thank all of our wonderful, wonderful patrons. Mm-hmm. So, a huge thank you to, of course, oh no, I've got to get the page right. Uh, <laughs> April Floodgate, Cam Yang, Dragon Maid Stun Zed. Oh no, I didn't sort it by active. Ah, uh, bruh. It, okay, that didn't change those. 
Kane Martin, Zypherus, Blackwing, Silverwing, The Ascendant is the best Floodgate, Earth Machine, best deck, Epi. Has anyone actually read Toy Vendor, HGH Cyber, I am McLincoln, Mountain Man, Omo Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado. Quitting the game is a Floodgate. Okay, that's fun. Singing in the shower was fun and all till I swallowed soap. Then it became a soap opera. <laughs> that's oh funny God, that's that's, good. that's a good one that's a good one unbanned number 95 konami understanding and reading are two different things virtually saviors world rogue and tier two are the polite terms for bad deck ad aaron gardner asami ashless chaps box wine bestial pizza hut duty booty dragon maidenless behavior fur hire dog turd heroes bubble cereal i'm about to record glamour tribute for cost d's plant nuts in your mouth uh, Cam, the disciple of Caleb's waifu philosophy, old man red, pin code 143, rescue aces tier one, watch me, and Santa Claus, thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. Like I said, if you want to get that extra episode every week where I'm hopefully not super tired, yeah. be sure to check out our Patreon. The link is in the description down below. And be sure to check and be on our Twitter and Discord. There might be some really cool announcements coming soon, potentially. We'll see. Maybe. But, of course, Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and have a great weekend, everybody. Take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.